precious, wonderful, super awesome, unique human being. Hello. <laughs> You're listening to Philosopher's Moan with me, and I am Blair. I am Blair. Blair, I'm Blair. I am Blair. It's such a big responsibility. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Blair, who are you? Blair, I'm Blair. That's me. Um, I can argue anything, so I think I want to talk about that. I enjoy arguing because it is a bit of a game. It is a, it is fun, right? To make your point. Even if you don't even believe in the point, you can still make the point. You know, it's like playing with logic and it's fun. The thing is, it's fun till, you know, you, you can't even make a decision because you can argue both sides so well. I'll invent new sides. There'll be many sides to argue, not just two. There'll be all the sides. And then, and then it's hard to pick a freaking lane. You end up just sitting there being like, yeah, well, any of those lanes will end up getting a point. So, <laughs> so yeah, I find I uh, love logic in the form of arguing and it's great and stuff, but it's still, it doesn't necessarily make making a decision easier. And so where I'm taking this is that because of this skill, I have found to be both advantageous and disadvantageous. <laughs> um, intuition is extremely important to me because that is really the only way I can make a decision. <laughs> I've grown to hate politics because I can debate anything, either side, and get to like a righteousness that still isn't quote-unquote right. Nobody wins. There is no right answer to politics, period, end. You can argue why being centered is good and bad. You can argue why the extremes are good and bad. You can argue, you know, there is just no right answer and you can put yourself in everyone's shoes and there is like a righteousness to all of it. So then it just feels a bit like a game. Everyone loses. And then even still, I could argue why not playing the game. You lose. So just, just fuck politics, seriously. I do think we all win if we are far more compassionate and willing to evolve our opinions rather than attach to them. You know, the whole identity politics thing is like a huge downfall for everyone, so just don't feel like politics define you. Okay, wait, let's just get over the politics. Fuck politics. Moving on. This is a super random side note, but been... Uh, getting really into my painting game and painting game been enjoying painting lately and um I make these abstract kind of like topography paintings like it looks like we got mountains and some streams here anyway it dries like poofy and with all this texture and I like to like touch it I'm like making this podcast I'm, like touching my painting like it's like a stress ball or something anyways tactile stimulation I'm into it and I'm making my paintings to stimulate that. And I feel like God, like, touching a landscape. Okay, anyway, moving on. That just reminds me that I want to argue to you why you should do all those weird little things that you don't know why you really like doing it, but just do it anyway, because you don't have to be good at it. You just have to enjoy doing it and explore it, because you're exploring yourself and the process, and I could... I could... I I don't I'm not going to argue why you shouldn't shouldn't do things that you're not good at but love to do. I'm not saying I'm not good at painting, okay? I'm just saying that it's something that I don't consider to be good at, but I am 
like believing in myself to enjoy it and find what I really like about it and claim it's good because I can so ha and you should too maybe it's not painting maybe it's like maybe you want to like draw intricate maps or maybe you want to like make you know mechanical toys or I don't I have no idea what you want to do but I know that I've wanted to play with paint freely and for some reason there was like a oh it's a waste of time and it's not it's fantastic anyway yeah do the things you love (laughs) because I can argue you can't waste love when anything pulls you in that love way you can't you can't be wasted so what can be wasted is you feel it and you deny it and you ignore it you run away from it or you you like get freaked out about that what is that why do I why do I have a calling towards this or why do I why is this weird this is weird that I love this thing no one else loves it it's like well that's even better if no one else loves it that needs the love whatever it is the activity or the whatever ah I will always use all my arguing powers for love this is when I put my blanket statement on it everyone should only argue for love I'm chasing a lot of dreams in my pipeline and I am kind of like entirely the supervisor of myself in achieving them and it's kind of caused me a lot of stress to navigate the part of me that is playing the supervisor role and is trying to be very serious and committed and realistic and and always trying to kind of argue you know it's, it's you know trying to argue to make sure everything goes well for me right but then it's also so serious and disruptive of like a more playful loving creative flow and going between the two is something I'm learning to balance better because some days I'm like super um diligent and very like lists and admin and ah, getting these things done for these things to happen next and blah 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 but then it's like I can't detach from that uh, persona and I then that persona is like watching myself do the things I love to do and is like these things are not on the list <laughs> but then it's like some things on the list require the creative loving free-flowing version of myself that is then scared to like even create the stuff because then there's the diligent scary argumentative blabbing like it's not good enough you're never gonna be good enough that just that's that was a dramatic that's not true I don't talk to myself like that (laughs) but it can feel that way sometimes you know when you hold yourself to high standards you gotta navigate that you know those relationships with yourself like (laughs) so I like to split them up and then you can kind of have a conversation with yourself from the different feelings you feel with yourself so uh I think there is actually there's a name for this in like psychology it's like is it is it psychotherapy it's like psychoanalytical it's psychotherapy the healthy adult talking to the inner child and then and in this context that I've just explained it's kind of more like the inner child being like hello healthy adults you're kind of being a bitch (laughs) I think if you're like me and you find you can argue anything really convincingly well whether you actually feel that way or believe that or not like just you can stack the words and points together in a very uh, logical way that feels very sound right anyway so I'm saying you should use that skill to 
be the lawyer for your inner child to argue in favor of achieving your precious little hopes and dreams of your little essence deep inside you that has been trying to cope with this world that's chaotic. I was thinking about entropy the other day and thought I could make a like episode just on entropy. Um, it's how uh, we can build a sandcastle and over time that sandcastle will go down into the sand and just be random disorder again, right? And the idea is that like over time entropy always wins, right? Like uh, we might explode the planet and self-destruct and then entropy ensues again, this weird disorder. Or, or, But is it really disorder if it's always going to come and happen? This disorder, this chaos, unpredictability. But then meanwhile, it's like we can even identify what that is because we are like the opposite of that. We predict. We order. We stay alive and put things together and create a system that is order. You know? And um, so... Our existence is kind of like the anti-entropy. If, if we as a whole species really survive beyond our self-destructive ways, if we really can, you know, neutralize our living conditions, like, I don't know, I just feel like then it's kind of, I could argue that we are kind of proof that entropy exists to contrast our existence to give us a freaking definition we create with the chaos and so we need entropy to have purpose so here i am finding myself arguing that it is the chaos that gives us meaning and purpose and without it um I don't know, what would we be? <laughs> what would we be without the chaos to make something out of it? I love the irony and the fact that entropy is like predictable unpredictableness. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm arguing anything about chaos and entropy, but it just kind of came up and there I was arguing about it because there is still something just fun about where you can get yourself to if you are trying to get to a point, to just have a point, you know? and I. I want to read that poem I've read before because that's how I like to look at it is, you know, you like get all of these points in your head, like there's little stars, right? And then you connect the dots and then you find some meaning to the points because the points create a bigger picture and that bigger picture is then a new point for bigger constellation, bigger ideas and we are traveling within our minds to new perspectives and thoughts. Here's that poem I wrote I was talking about. It goes like this. There's geometry in our thoughts, connecting angles, plotting constellations, a starry sky in our minds, revising which equations we've mistaken. Theory generates fact, but for truth we're complacent. 